Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. Joining us on the line now is Dr. Dory Weil, a clinical and organizational psychologist. Doctor, very good afternoon to you and thank you for joining us. Hi, Michael. Good to be back on Hi. I had my own show there okay. for a long time oh, and you, I missed it. You yeah, do? Okay, you, then you need to talk yeah, to the so powers that be to get back, back on you. board. Yeah, and yes. great to have you on board. Sorry, Doctor, did I get your surname right? Is it Wheel or Wheel? No, it's Wheel. Wheel, I and, beg you, I yeah. beg your pardon. Sorry, I said Wheel, and I do apologize for that. But that's it? fine. Many people pronounce it like that, too. Oh, okay. So it's okay. potato, potato, tomato, tomato. Exactly. Okay, exactly. Doctor. Thanks again for joining us, Doctor, and great to have you on board. And, Doctor, now what we're going to be looking at is uh, South Africans having to continually to endure further load-shedding stages. It's being hinted in a prominent publication that stage 10 load shedding could be a reality now with all this happening and the impact it has on human behavior it becomes concerning considering that power is a form of lifeblood you could put it that way for one's upkeep and survival in this developing and advancing world so on that basis doctor what have your observations so far been regarding the mental health status of people having to endure these uh, load load shedding stages. I do admit I'm one of them, but okay, that's for another discussion. We could come on to that a little later on. But yeah, yeah, as I've asked, what what have been your observations so far? Look, I think that it's it's really, really been difficult. Observations have been definite increases in anxiety and depression, also high, very, very, very high frustration. People are in a situation where... You know, people like to be feel that they're in control of certain things and that they can Indeed. look at a situation and do something about it. Mm-hmm. They feel stuck, you know, um, frustrated. And one of the biggest factors that is affecting mental health across the board is just a continual feeling of uncertainty. You know, people can endure things Indeed. if they know how long it's going to last. I will deal with it and I'll go through it and it will be this amount of time. But I think they just, you know, many people feel that they're looking into a sea of uncertainty and down an abyss, and that is really um, affecting people. They try and and adapt. You know, there's there's look, this is what it is. It is what it is. We have to adapt. But they might um, um, they might go through the motions on the outside. I think in the inside, Mm, there's mm, mm. there's financial difficulties. Their relationship difficulties, emotional difficulties, and all of this is just perpetuating it um, in, tremendously. Indeed, Doctor. So uh, one of the questions I wanted to run by you, I know you've outlined now the, the, the main causes, anxiety and depression and what have you. Are there any specific, shall we say, telltale signs, uh, displays that one could exhibit that uh, one should be looking out for, you know, to prevent anything from happening? Yeah, look, I think that there are, you know, we all have periods where we feel much more on top of things, we cope with things, we, there's, there's stress, stress is normal, sometimes stress is positive and motivating, it can focus us, but I think well, there are two things, one, the, it, one is because it's, it's duration, uh, it's been a long time and we can't see any light at the end of the tunnel, right. except the lights of an oncoming train perhaps, and the other is ex- so it's going on for a long time and it seems to be getting worse. So the kind of, of signs that you see would be an exaggeration mm-hmm. of the things that you usually display right. when you're under extreme, extreme stress. So some people act out, some people act in. Sometimes people become more frustrated 
and shorter tempered and less patient right. and a much lower frustration tolerance. And those kind of idiosyncratic signs, meaning signs that are typical to you, when you are under a lot of stress, become exaggerated. Right. Other people become more withdrawn and Certainly. lower and, uh-huh. not, and, and can't relate and react in the same way as they usually do. So the signs that you know fairly well about yourself, but that you cope with because that's just all part of life and they're not, um, they're not enduring, become exaggerated. Mm-hmm. And the worst part of it is when it starts interfering with your functioning. Right. Then you said, when do you start worrying? Well, if you can't carry on in the way that you used to, either in your personal life with relationships, or otherwise in your work life. The frustration's too great. The feeling of uncertainty, reflecting in sadness, sometimes even depression if you had a tendency becomes too great. Level of anxiety interferes mm-hmm. with the way that you conduct your life. And if it, you know, if you see those signs, I'm not talking about for a day or two, mm-hmm. but enduring kind of signs, you really need to take, I mean, it's hard because there's, there's it's, it's the feeling of, of not being in control, but you need to notice that your mental health is being compromised. Certainly, Doctor. Uh, something else I wanted to run by you. Can this uh, perhaps be more impactful on any particular age group? Does this uh, discriminate or is this broad-based? Look, I think that it's, it's fairly broad-based. You know, people have got their their life and their ways of being. Yes. It might, it might at different ages. So mm-hmm. it might affect you differently at different ages. You know, That's what I was wondering. Yeah. Yes. And I think it does. You know, I'm having gone through the pandemic mm-hmm. as teenagers, you know, the biggest impact on that was their social and relational development. Indeed. That's mm-hmm. the stage where, you know, your friends become extremely important to you. You can't, your contact with them, right. your feeling of connection. Right. There's a feeling of isolation. Uh-huh. So that was a great impact. And I think, yeah, trying to kind of manage all of that now at that age is also, is also difficult. I think that there is a degree of resilience and people do find their way through it. When they want to see their friends, they do. Sure. You know, but I think that we have to accept that it's more challenging than usual. And, you know, um, different ways. As certainly, I just also want to highlight there are financial implications for this. I can't tell you the number of, of organizations and particularly small businesses. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a reason to actually work with, it, it was just in a personal thing, was to work with an electrician who just said, you cannot believe how this has affected my work. You know, I need to have power in order to carry on with a lot of the work that I do. You know, he worked right. on his own as a... So, I mean, all of those things, and in much greater ways, impactful ways, especially in small and medium-sized businesses, I would imagine different ways in big businesses as well. But I think that we thought that the impact, we underestimated the impact because thinking about it and living through it are two different things. So it is quite great. Precisely. And that's not to say that we can't manage. We do the best we can. Mm -hmm. Human beings have ways and means around things. We need to be more supportive of each other and more right. understanding and resilient. But it's tough. 
It's tough it is. out there. It certainly is. Well, Doctor, you've just said we need to be supportive and uh, resilient, uh, et cetera. So, you know, we can just do our best. But uh, my final question to you, we we about to run out of time uh, with uh, our chat. So as a clinical and organizational psychologist, what tips can you offer? What what uh, yeah, what, what advice, uh, what um, assurance can you give uh, anybody at this stage, uh, go, well, going through this, as I say, this stage, I mean it as such, uh, stage 10 that has been alluded to, as I mentioned earlier on in this publication. Heaven forbid it goes that way. But uh, what, what would you recommend uh, as, a, as a basic uh, approach to this? Well, look, I think one thing, and it also makes you feel a little bit more proactive and in control, mm-hmm. is that if you know or if you anticipate that this is coming, you need to plan for it. Right. I think when things take people, you know, be unexpected, you know, it does, it, it helps a little bit. I mean, certainly not entirely to know when the load shedding schedules are to be able to have, if you're in the position to have alternative power, many, many, many mm-hmm. people in the country on. But, sure. you know, to know that this is happening and feel that you, you need to take control and plan your day right. in terms of what you have to do and in terms of your work accordingly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's sort of a, a little bit of, of light, you know, of, of light advice. But I, I've also seen people who talk as if it's just come upon them. They've stumbled on it. You know, this, there, there's a little bit of preparation that you can do for it. Also, I think that it is quite important to recognize the stress that it has on you and to be able to talk to it. You see, a lot of people think that the way we've got to deal with it is just to that. It is what it is, and we've mm-hmm. got to get on. I think that you, as I said, you can do that behaviorally, but emotionally it takes its toll. It does, and it's not a bad thing to have a support system where you can talk about how all of this is affecting you, what some of your peers are, what you're going through. You know, people think the best way of doing it is shoving under everything under the carpet. Well, right. your emotional carpet starts looking like the Alps after a while. Indeed. And then, you know, sometimes the slightest thing can set you off. Mm-hmm. So if you're continually able to try and cope with this better on a day-to-day basis and not say, okay, well, you know, this is fine, it'll be better in the morning, it's probably better in terms of how you deal with things both behaviorally and emotionally. Indeed, Doctor. We're going to have to wrap it up there. Doctor, thank you so much uh, for rounding up that uh, subject. Indeed, yeah, support, support structures and uh, support and uh, yeah, just keeping one's mind in focus <laughs> as best as you can as we uh, negotiate and navigate these, shall we say, load-shedding waters. Dr. Dory Wheel, uh, clinical and organizational psychologist, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon.